0: Advice from a dipshit, advice
1: from a dipshit, advice from a dipshit, it's advice from a dipshit with my stronger. Hey, welcome to Advice from a Dipshit with Matt Bronger. I am said dipshit. Uh, With me is my old pal, Rhea Butcher. Uh, Welcome, Rhea. What up, Matt? What up? Uh, Welcome to my home. This is Pangea, uh, our our giant couch we named after the first continent. I love Uh, it. My wife and I got. Uh, And uh, uh, basically, for those of you who are listening for the first time, uh, we dole out advice from the position of being... Uh, A dipshit based on your mistakes, but actually your your life and uh, kind of my position is, yes, I am a certified dipshit Mm -hmm. uh, for sure. But I think we all are on some level uh, if if we're honest with ourselves. And a great thing about this show is that uh, I never hear the calls before uh, they play and and neither does my guest. Yeah, I have no
2: idea what the hell is going to happen.
1: What have you been up to lately?
2: Uh lately I just did some a few tour dates. Um nice. that was really great. Pacific Northwest and Boise, Idaho. Great. And also was just in Arizona. And so then I've got some coming up in March. Well, I'm in Santa Ana, February sixteenth, for a LGBTQ fundraiser cool. at the to Cinema. And then uh March first I'm in Chicago at Talia Hall. And then uh, March second I'm at the Gramercy Theater in New York. And then the following weekend I'm at the Vermont Comedy Club, and I've never been to Vermont before. I,
1: I, I just played the uh, Vermont Comedy Club for New Year's Eve weekend, and mm-hmm. it was uh, black. It, a blast. A lot of fun. That couple uh, that that runs it is this is the sweetest, nicest. They're 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 good peeps. I
2: can't wait to trip over everyone's Birkenstocks. Yeah,
1: it's so granola rich.
2: <laughs> I,
3: it's yeah. so granola rich there. It's and that it, bare naked granola? No, it's
1: not. Crunchy. It's, it's. I was about to say it's not exactly Eugene, Oregon, but it's. Uh, I yeah. mean, it's pretty much the same place in a lot of ways. Oh uh, yeah,
2: I mean, I, yes.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's
2: it's yeah, white people with ponytails.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> for sure, for sure. But their hearts are. God bless them. Hearts are in the right yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Their hearts are a little horseshoey, but hey, you yeah. know it's. Hey, hey you gotta listen to other people sometimes but yeah you know, look make your granola mm-hmm. and keep to yourself yeah
1: yeah uh so <laughs> on, on on that note and by the way you look fantastic oh uh, thank you matt you look very Likewise. healthy so thank you it seems like you've been I, I mean i know you're you're a baseball star and you're very athletic <laughs> sure yes but yeah, um yeah uh you you seem to be keeping yourself in, in real good shape
2: i've like i lost a little weight yeah that i maybe didn't need to lose no <laughs> you did not need to lose it <laughs> i i put some more back on which is probably good good i was like a little gaunt for a Minute okay. and it happens, but sure. um, yeah, no, I feel pretty good. Okay, I just gotta get these little spindly arms back into shape.
1: <laughs> gotta go back to so curling, yeah, I know. Yeah,
2: curling and hurling, mm-hmm.
1: baby. Uh, uh <laughs> com- come with me to uh, like training mate or something, and and uh, the 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 gay Australian rules, fo- rules football men will yell at you the way they oh, do great. at me. They're, oh, they're dying being dynamite. Yelled at by gay men, and they're in it's always in happy ways. Oh, yeah, of which course. is great. It's
2: always like, why aren't you a boy? And I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> no, I wish that was. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they might they might find you attractive on some level Oh, they, yeah. they
2: yes matt mm-hmm. they do yeah <laughs> i can tell you yeah. from
1: oh, I meant, personal experience i meant i know they will but yeah, also no, like I i'm know, just I just know, be ready, ready but, for that yeah, not yeah. that i'm not telling Always you anything. ready you don't know it's good i gotta be that that way too i think all three of us in this room we gotta be yeah, ready you gotta that be people ready be attracted to, be to us like all right yeah. ease up relax yes. fight them off with a stick it's tiring it really is uh, on that on that note uh let's let's roll the first call that uh, Amanda has, has hand selected.
0: All right. Hey Matt, it's Caroline. I just want to start with saying thank you for coming to the Levity Live at the Palisades Mall in West Nyack, New York in 2018. You gave an amazing show. Hmm. So I recently made a few changes in my lifestyle to tone down the chaos. Uh, I'm working out again, I deleted the dating app, they reconnected with friends. Taking a break from alcohol, got a new therapist, and I'm trying to get more sleep. Um, the other thing I started getting back into was going to comedy open mics. It's cathartic. I meet a lot of people. Definitely a good substitute for the dating app. I know I need to keep going and writing in order to get better, but I always seem to stop when I get into a romantic relationship. I'm not really in danger of that right now, but I would like to keep going and quit quitting. And I'm sure this is like a cliche. Female problem, but you're
1: pretty emotionally intelligent. What are your thoughts? Wow. Well, first off, thanks for seeing me in in, in West Nyack. That's uh, (laughs) a surprisingly good club inside a mall that I played. (laughs) Uh, And that was nice. It's nice to hear that because that was an extremely rough weekend for me. I found out my friend died uh, driving uh, that weekend. Uh, uh, And and by the way, if, if someone who hasn't called you in a long time calls you, don't pick up the phone when you're driving because uh, it was it was it was that are you driving right now you should pull over. you know like thing oh, where you're wow. like yeah oh, uh so i don't know if she Yikes. saw me uh that last show i had to do and i think it still went okay anyway long story long any anytime someone brings that show up that's uh, that weekend that's what i that's what i think of but um th- uh, thank you i will throw this to ria uh, yes if you so take Great. it away
2: Well, uh, number one, congrats on, like, making all those changes in your life. It's hard to see those things sometimes, and then, like, making those changes are a really big deal, and, um, you know, taking a break from drinking is, is, I think, always good, and I personally am a sober person now, and that's really helped me Mm -hmm. a lot. Um, I also, like, I quit smoking right before I started doing stand-up, and that's like, one of the best things I ever did, because, like, I fully quit. Um, So... Just to speak to quitting for a second, sometimes there's great things about quitting, but um, I, I guess, and I don't, I don't want to be super judgmental about it, um, and especially I don't, no, please, I, can't, I can't really throw too many rocks at too many glass houses here because of my own specific life. But I think that... um,
1: Rhea, that's what we do here. Yeah, exactly.
2: I just think that, like, if you're... You have to, like, separate the two things. You have to separate dating and you have to separate comedy. And, like, if you want to be doing comedy, then you got to do comedy and maybe not date people in comedy. Um, Because Mm. if you then get in a romantic relationship and then you tend to quit, well, then that's what's going to happen, probably. Yeah. So I feel like you can't... I mean, you could date people that are coming to watch the shows and not other comics. Like, maybe you just need to set a personal boundary and say, like, I'm just not, not going to date people in comedy.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, let's be honest. You're operating from a position of not a lot of knowledge. You've never dated another comedian. so Yeah, I've never but, done that but, in <laughs> my life.
2: never done that in my life. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah, no.
1: I, I, it's funny, just to piggyback on what you said. I, I think it's really just about it, it, erring on the side of not... And also, just if hey, if you're thinking about dating another comedian, really try to be as sure as you can. Oh yeah, and
2: I, I mean I'm I'm assuming that you're a straight person. You didn't say that you're a straight person on mm-hmm. this call, so I I, and I don't mean to make assumptions, but sure. it sounds I, I I feel like you're I feel like you would say you were gay if you're gay. So I would imagine <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, uh, I'm just saying it that, way. and I feel like something to consider. And it's something that I also consider. Like I, I, spent a lot of time considering this before I started dating another comedian because, it it just it changes who you are in the scene. It changes what you're doing on stage. Right. It changes everything. So yeah. like, it's not just especially as women. And I'm using air quotes because whatever I, I identify as a non-binary person, but most pe- a lot of people still consider me a woman. So, but I'm in that category. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just changes everything when when you start dating somebody and especially if you're a woman dating a man in comedy, it's just a, a power dynamic that you can't you cannot control it. It's tough It's
1: out of your control It's out of your control. and uh, you know I uh, am married to uh, people that listen to the show know this, my ex-manager and it was the hardest one of the hardest periods of my life where I realized um, that I had strong feelings for her and she'd been very clear about her feelings you know and i had been um you know just that rare man that's noncommittal so <laughs> yeah it's a,
2: i was that was so definitely few of you out there.
1: i was definitely an albino gorilla uh <laughs> by myself <laughs> in the jungle no i and and i was when i and and it was that thing of of guy i feel like i'm it, it was a, it was like an untenable situation where it was either like we all either got to go full bore or or nothing at all. And I think you're going to run into that same situation. Yeah. And I wouldn't – as much as I'm very happy the way it turned out, it, uh, the way it did, I wouldn't wish that those those couple years or parts of them on anyone.
2: And you weren't, like, starting out.
1: Right, yes. <laughs> you, you were an More already established point. person. More yet. to the point, I mean, yeah. on
2: top of what you're saying, which yes. was very difficult – to to deal with it and wade through like you weren't a comedian at an open mic trying to figure it out no, like
1: yeah yeah being
2: having feelings for your manager mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like it's no, just no totally the the open mic scene is such a specific beast i don't she didn't oh she's in new york but uh i just think you really can't date around in it if you because if, yeah. you, if you're trying to get your hooks into the scene and the job and doing it mm-hmm. you know i think yeah. After you've figured out, this is what I want to do, I am committed to this thing, then maybe you can start dating. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. You can start looking at it, and you've been around a little bit. Because mm-hmm. like, if you're jumping in and out of the scene, like these people, you don't know them. Right. And that's why you want to date them, because you don't know them yet. Yes. But if you're going to stay in the scene of comedy, and it's going to take a couple years in the open mic scene to keep doing it and start doing shows and stuff like that, if you date the people now...
0: Mm.
1: These are
2: the people that you are doing comedy with kind of forever. Yeah. <laughs> like, even if you <laughs> yeah. move, you will still have this memory of these people. You will still have been part of this scene no matter right. what, you know? Uh-huh. Like, I think that's something we forget about. I mean, it's not specific to comedy, it's everything. These are the people. The yeah. people that you're with. This is your class. Yeah. This is who you're with. Mm-hmm. And memories are very long. Right. Especially with this sort of dynamic, you know? Yeah. Unfortunately, it's a cultural issue, but uh, that's all stuff to to consider. I think if you want to do this job or you want to do this hobby, whatever it is, whatever your commitment level is, you have to judge how much your commitment is to comedy and then how much your commitment is to dating.
1: Yes, and just go ahead and and do yourself a favor and try not to date comedians because like what you said, you're going to work with them later. And at one point, a few of you will get shows and will Mm -hmm. want to populate your writer's room or possibly cast. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, I mean, the, the, the hard and fast worst thing you can be in this business, well, not worst, but the thing you don't <laughs> want to be is is difficult. Branded yep. difficult. And uh, women, sadly, have been branded difficult for stupid reasons. But uh, a lot of times guys really earn it. They really, really earn that thing. And so do some women and blah, blah, blah. But it's <laughs> yeah, like, it's, yeah. so A, you you try to avoid being difficult, but also... If you've dated someone and it ended badly, maybe not your fault, maybe not their fault, maybe nobody's fault, that person probably not going to hire you as a writer on yeah. your show. And you probably and not And also going to talk to be other a... people. Right. And it's
2: like, it's just, it's so yeah, It's thorny. a minefield. It's so thorny <laughs> and so much shit to yes. deal with. Not to mention, like, even say you have a great relationship with somebody, everybody else is talking about this shit. So, yeah. like, obviously, if you meet somebody and you... Over the course of time, like realize I really, I it, my my whole thing is you just have to really think about what you're doing. Yes. You have to be very deliberate mm-hmm. about w- dating a per- like you can't just casually date
1: people. Yeah, the scene. No. I don't.
2: I don't think men should do it. I don't think women should do it. I don't think non-binary people should do it. I just don't think you should do it casual dating in the scene because yeah, and the it's power t- dynamics are just effed up. They're yeah. just really effed up, That's and like true. they don't they don't benefit. They they kind of only benefit the dudes, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, so, like, I, so I need to course correct
3: a little bit. Yeah, because the tangent was great, you two. Not what she was asking. What oh. was she asking? <laughs> she was saying that she's like how changing she her quit? life and she's getting all into all of this healthy stuff. Yeah. And she has the habit of once she meets somebody and jumps into a room and gets into a romantic mm-hmm. relationship, she lets everything go.
1: Oh so how
3: well, I and mean, how do you like so it's not like what you're saying isn't totally applicable, but it is what she's asking for is a so bit So she kinda, is a bit she, different. She
1: I think that just goes back to self care. All yep. it is you can you can never uh, stop uh, uh, focusing on self care at least on some level. You have
2: to set very specific boundaries,
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and you have to make main you you have to make a commitment to yourself that you're going to maintain these things. Yeah, and like actually write them down on on a piece of paper and like put them on the wall. Yeah, and then when that person is like come over at eight in the morning or come over at midnight, you have to really consider like is this what is this going to benefit me? Mm -hmm. In my daily practice Yeah Like you honestly have to think Like this is my daily practice Does this fit in Yeah And like there are times That you're going to be like You know what Fuck it This is what I want to do And then there's going to be times Where you're like No I need to get up At seven in the morning I'm not going to go over there You know Like you have to actually Set boundaries In a dating relationship To have not every single one just be like, woohoo Yeah.
1: And, <laughs> yeah and, and also if you're if you're getting attracted to someone who's like, all I eat is steak and exercises for dum dums. Yeah, like, I I probably <laughs> should. Yeah, they're, they're they're good looking, but I probably shouldn't. Nah, not my bag. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> there thank you.
3: I think it's <laughs> all value. Get, yeah. The tangents were beautiful. Both right. of you got really passionate. But...
0: Hi, Matt. My name is Brittany. I'm from Minnesota. I've been married for about three years now, and it kind of feels like we are reaching a line in the road where we both kind of have different priorities. So my husband is more interested in buying a house, or maybe starting a family and whatnot. And I am still in the mode where I would like to travel and have more experiences before I feel like I'm settling down. So. We have little arguments about this all the time, and they always—they never go anymore. So I was just wondering if you have any advice on this. Thank you so much.
2: Did she say up top they'd been married for three years? Yes. Okay. So married mm-hmm. for three years, mm-hmm. and she didn't say how long they've been together overall, though. right? Correct.
1: No. Mm-hmm. So basically, they're—they're they're married three years, and she feels like they're growing apart.
3: Right, it, both of, yeah, both of them yeah. It's well, now they getting have to, like crucial priorities, time,
0: goals.
1: and
3: ah. all of a sudden they s- seem to be mm-hmm. wanting very different things.
1: Yes, okay,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean,
2: it's a tough one. My my advice would be to go to a couples therapist if they're not already doing that mm-hmm. to sort of like discuss these things with a third party so that they can maybe get at some deeper. Because I think uh, those things sound like very like cut and dry stuff. But I think that you could get to a common ground of like, okay, this is because they didn't say how old they are. So I don't know, you know, biological clock stuff. But Like, I don't know how much money they make. Like, all this stuff is very, you know, there's, you could be like, well, sounds like you guys have different priorities and you should get divorced. Or you could say like, we're going to go to a couple's therapist and we're going to talk this out for a couple months and see if we can come to some understanding of each other that like, hey, for a year, let's go travel and see some places together. Let's have like a second long honeymoon and then after that year let's start putting together you know a plan of these other things
1: right yeah i think it just comes down to couples counseling where you just need uh someone to kind of i mean that the biggest thing uh uh, about therapy and one of the best things about being in a relationship for me uh is perspective just having someone that makes me look at things a different way you know uh i just i just (laughs) i just like sat, I got a little piece of pizza earlier and I sat down with my phone and looked at my emails and I got an email that was like a rejection my PR person, blah, blah, blah. I won't say what it is, but I was like, huh, like I took a bite of the pizza and threw it in the trash, which A, was <laughs> fucking stupid. I shouldn't waste food and sure. like, you know, uh, uh, you know. and, and B, op- it's not the end of the world. But opposite
3: then, of emotional I, eating. I
1: talked to, <laughs> yes, I talked to my wife and she was like, oh, well, that person, this, 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 this. And I was like, oh. And it's that thing where I get I won't even get into all the things but you could sit down with your husband and this therapist and this therapist would go oh well, here's what you guys are missing and it'll yep. just it'll just interlock the pieces I think it sounds like she's still she obviously cares about this person a lot and she's interested in uh, uh, saving it so I mean that's yeah
3: I yeah I think that's all that matters too you know like Brittany, I think for her, it's mm-hmm. like as long as both of you want to try, you'll figure it out. But yeah, you need like you need a therapist because these are big things. Yeah, those, those are big, big things, right? He wants to buy a house and have kids, and she still kind of wants to, you know, travel and
1: yeah. I mean, it, well, yeah, uh, you know, even if it's like uh, Willem who was on the show, and uh, he and his husband went to a, a couples counselor, and they both they, they bonded over how much they hated him when they yeah. left, and Willem yes. blew his husband in the car, and it, so, right, you know, was such he a said good that story. I was like, "What the? F- are you writing a sitcom yeah. right now? What's happening?" <laughs> that was I mean, so good. It's just going to oh, therapy, even if it's Somehow. not great, is better for you. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I just
2: sometimes I think you can get really hung up on. I want this and I want this and then it it becomes less about the things and more about we don't want the same thing and yeah. like then maybe you need a reminder of the things you want that are the same that aren't those two things you right. know like those two things become in opposition because realistically speaking like you could have a child and continue to travel you could yeah. buy a house and continue to travel but a child and a house That's kind of a lot all at once, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, like, I think what you need to actually do is just sit down and make a plan together of, like, how do we make this stuff work? Yeah, Yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. I I like that a lot.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. and just keep in mind, if you had literally everything you ever wanted that you just wrote down, you as an individual, you would be miserable. Oh, yeah. So you compromising for someone you care about gives you things you didn't even know you wanted. 100%.
2: 100%. That's, that's
1: that's what I've learned, you know. Also,
2: you can tend to like say, "Well, I want to travel" instead of saying, "You know what? I don't want kids." <laughs> you know right. the reality. And and I don't know if this is the case for this person, but I think you should really spend some time going like, "Do, do I actually want kids? Do yeah. I actually want to buy a house?" And and realistically, looking at why it is that you want to travel. Because yeah. it could be, I want to travel, and I don't think these things are compatible. Mm-hmm. And then you could come up with a plan. Or you could be like, you know what, I need to be honest with myself and with you and say, I don't think I want kids.
1: Yeah. And, and just, then
2: you have to have a real conversation about it. And be it.
1: honest with yourself and take yourself take yourself out of it and go, hey, uh, would anyone care if I did or didn't have kids? Would anyone care if I did or didn't have a house? Mm-hmm. And Because I, I think that's that's a big reason a lot of people just do it. I guess I oh, should, yeah. and there's right. no should.
2: The the I mean, also like the American dream of it all is like, well, I mean, do we need to be doing this? Like, not no. everybody needs to be doing this. No. Like, there's not a I don't I don't know. Not, uh, whatever. Anyway, a yeah. lot of answers, but
1: mm-hmm. I think no, I ultimately mean, you, you have to like too? look at yourself. We do that too. Where you you see if you're like like you have six kids? Yeah. Jesus Christ! Do you have solar panels on everything, then? Yeah, I guess. Eating up how many resources? Why yeah. the fuck? No. Why do you have fucking we don't six candles? Ki- like all part of me enough. just gets angry. Well, of, of course, it's just like yes. It's what I always wanted. Yeah, Is but it? I mean. <laughs> You recognize our, our planet needs help. Please. <laughs> right. And uh, anyone out there with more kids than six or six, I'm not knocking you, but I'm just saying that's something that rises inside of me. That's uh-huh. like, you uh-huh. know, easy, so easy but for me to feel that But at the same time,
2: we do need those six children to uh, build a coalition to rise up against the billionaire class that's and take them out. And, and that's stop, true. you know, like yeah, the, the bo- corporate rape of this planet. Yes.
3: <laughs> Both of the families I know who have a lot of kids are very cool parents.
1: I'm sure. Like, I'm
3: so hopeful for that generation. Yes. Like, you know, but, yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. we yeah, like like needing help on the farm, and you had kids. Now we need like help to take care of them. Yeah. Well, those. you yes. also
2: used to have to have a bunch of kids because most of them were gonna die before they were ten. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not really the case anymore, unless you're like anti-vaccine yeah. or something.
1: Shots fired for no, me this, today. There's a, there's <laughs> a, 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 a anti-vaxxing uh, hippie types in Oregon right now it's are insane. like spreading measles. It's, it's like, oh, come yeah, on, I heard measles. Polio came back. It's Jesus ridiculous. Christ.
3: Yeah man (sighs) Uh, all right okay final question so this question is one of the original voicemails Mm -hmm. we ever got cool and it just hasn't been the person to answer it correctly so i want to say to chris (laughs) thank you for being so patient and calling in back in like august wow (laughs) so all right here we go
0: hi matt uh, my name is Chris, and um, I've been thinking about becoming a vegetarian. And I'm wondering what advice you would offer about that. Thanks very much.
1: Hey, Chris. First of all, thanks for waiting so long for <laughs> us to uh, record your little your little call. Uh, <laughs> Thank and uh, for those of you watching, Chris just asked uh, if he should become a vegetarian. He's thinking about becoming a vegetarian, and he wants uh, my input. Um, I will instead throw it to an (laughs) expert next to me who is a, you're, are you vegan?
2: No, I'm vegetarian. Vegetarian. Yeah. Perfect. I've been vegan. Uh, I was vegan for like three years and then, um, I got really sick of multiple things. Like I, I like eating vegan and I, you know, will say the thing that most people say, which is I'd love to be vegan if I had like a personal chef. Um, you, it's totally doable if you just make the commitment and I could make the commitment again, but. I've have been vegetarian my entire life, and mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I feel like I've done it, and I don't really need to put myself through this extra thing <laughs> of like feeling gray all the time. And I, I actually just kind of got tired of talking about my dietary restrictions on a uh, daily basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, the people I was hanging out with were really atrocious, so that that was part of it. <laughs> you know, anyway. Um, but. So in some ways, it's actually kind of hard for me to give advice on this because I was raised fully vegetarian my whole life, so I never made the choice to do it in the same way that this person is. However, I did and do continue to make the daily choice to be a vegetarian. So I have advice on that. Um, I think that, A... It's a great choice to make because personally, I mean, I still consume dairy, so I don't have this fully removed from my life. But I do think that it means something to not consume a dead thing. And this is not I I don't want I'm assuming you guys both eat meat. So I don't think I'm like better than anybody else or anything. But for my particular life, I feel like it has just given me a perspective on on existence that um, I really appreciate that. Like I just I don't consume something that died. You know, Mm because I think that also you can consume things that have died and depreciate it. For me, that's ultimately what's missing in our society. Because, like, if if people were, you know, having any amount of connection to the meat that they were eating, like, if you had to actually look at the animal that you were going to eat later that night, like that, I fully appreciate as like a dietary thing. Like human Mm -hmm. beings do eat meat; we're kind of supposed to, not as much as we do, but that's what I think is missing in our society, and I think it would actually benefit our society fully if we had to confront any of this stuff mm-hmm. like understanding this cycle instead of it just being like animals in a factory somewhere so far away that we never interact with right and then it just shows up in front of you like it removes the cycle of life from your actual life and i feel like it's created a sort of ghoulishness in human beings yeah absolutely I, I think we uh, as a society could could uh, use to confront. But um, yeah. my advice is try to do it as healthy as possible. You know, like look into some simple meal plans, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe even start with, there's a lot of, uh, you know, like meal delivery services that are pretty great that are vegetarian. Um, one that's, I think it might be local in Los Angeles, but... Maybe it's I don't know where you live, but I'm sure there's something you can find even at like your local uh, sort of health food store. You can get sort of prepackaged stuff, which isn't ideal for the environment, but it's a good start. Yes. You know, I don't mean like live on this forever, Mm -hmm. but like find some stuff that you like in those prepackaged meals that are like fresh and made by that deli or something that day. Eat those things and then go, Okay, now I'm going to start making this for myself. Right. You know, and Mm -hmm. then like there's a lot of quick and easy stuff. And don't do what I did for a lot of my life, which is only eat cheese pizza. <laughs> it's, like, not <laughs> yeah. great. No. Because um, there's, like, such good such good vegetarian options these days. Uh-huh. Like, when I was growing up, it was really bland and boring and lame. But uh, there's so much now.
1: No, I mean, it, they, phew, the Internet has changed everything. Where if, if I can – you can literally Google uh, – uh, healthy, vegetarian, hearty, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And something will come up that's, like, very filling, but vegetarian, but and, and maybe not uh, too much bread or cheese. Totally, you know? uh, yes. it, there, there are so many options, and... I do eat meat but I have it, meat is like I scale I've scaled it way down especially red uh there are thousands of reasons to stop eating meat <laughs> yeah. beyond that of the eth- ethnic uh, eth- ethicalness <laughs> yeah the ethicalness
2: ethnic, ethnic too Well the it's funny it's funny there
1: was there was a guy that the people really went after that was like um a white uh, vegan punk rock dude that was like Oh, meat dishes are so are are so delicious. And there was a picture of like a Chinese hot pot, and this. Oh this yeah, Chinese, yeah. Have you seen that? Oh, I saw that. And it talked. It was very. I mean, it was. That guy talked about how uh, quinoa is just just yeah, getting that was wiped a out and all these things. Lesson. Yeah, because I mean, white veganism. No offense. No, not no, 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 no. vegan anymore. But like, I mean, yeah. you know, I, you know, I'm not talking about you. Of course. But it's like th- but this also thing of are, are, and i happy to be well, counted. Well, no, but we we we. I would even just say, in in a large sense, Americans. It's like I want this vegetable now. It's like it's out of season, right? Fly it in, yeah. and it's just like, oh, well, capitalism, yeah, yeah. and it's just which is
2: going back to what I'm talking about exactly. You know, it's
1: like, that's exactly what I was thinking about. Uh, just it's the, not
2: how much co- we need, it's you get whatever you want, gets, whenever called, you want it, and it's always been like that. It, it,
1: it, the amount of suffering that uh, other people and things endure for our convenience is baffling, oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. And it's like that's uh, the thing and it's I'm been trying to
2: packaged as convenience now, of course, because it wasn't always convenience, it was just oh, like. It used, You know, we used to have barter systems and like, I have this much surplus of this thing, so I'll trade you for this, right. which makes a lot more sense than just like this imaginary thing that we made up uh-huh. to, to replace bartering. Right. And then like, well, now I got to churn out as much death as I possibly can right. and it's going to go bad and I'm going to throw out half of it, uh-huh. but I made it yeah. so that you might buy it. It yeah. like, doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> Back to the micro. Yeah, of uh, So I, I just think it's, I think it just comes down to Googling meals and hopefully, you know, possibly getting some sent to you. And, and also, like, not to quote, uh, there's a shout out to Tom and Christina on um, your mom's house. There is, I, there, I got a neighborhood alert the other day where a guy, uh, and there's a little picture of him, and he looked like, he was in some kind of disguise, but he looked like um, Samuel L. Jackson from The Hateful Eight, and he stole someone's bike seat and left a butt plug. Uh, <laughs> in its place or something. That's
3: a great and, use of the barter. And system. it was a
1: and it just came up, and I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna Instagram this, but everyone else, in my neighbor did. Paul, F. Tom, yeah. did. A couple of other people did, and uh, I sent it to Tom because there's a guy that uh, they've talked about who's made this video that's just he has a big mustache listeners are, are going to be very furious with me who are fans of that podcast because I don't remember his name I think it's Terry and he's a guy who like lays in his bed and says horrifically disgusting sexual things he's into like getting peed on and stuff and his thing is like try it that's out not, I know
2: that you're like horrifically disgusting to sexual me, stuff that he's like getting peed on
1: okay <laughs> I know, yes it's not no, so but bad I know it's but, just
2: like we, oh peed on that's,
1: well that's about <laughs> the, that's, that's about the, 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 the most, most vanilla thing. Yeah, of course. Of yes. His no, t- I understand. Of his thing. You're, you're going to like, but it was just, just a little funny buildup right to up. But
2: he goes, <laughs> piss play. Yes.
1: But he, 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 his, his, his line is try it out. That's what he has to say. Try it out. You don't know if you like it or not. But, I mean, so it's very accurate. He looked kind of like the Terry the try it out guy. So. <laughs> Back to what I yeah. my, my try it bring out. it all the way back. <laughs> yes. Try, it out. Try, try veg- it out. try vegetarianism out. Yeah. Cuz it's not where
3: that story yes, was Yes, because
1: because you'll you can find so many delicious things it's to just eat that like are piss that are filling. <laughs> that are filling. like and but
2: but it, I think you you do have to prepare yourself yes. to not be as full as you're used to right. eating meat foods and stuff like your, that. You got to let your body adjust. You got to be prepared that like ooh this you're going to feel like maybe a little tired, maybe a little because uh-huh. your body is adjusting to what it it was getting too much of other shit. Right. Because you were lethargic in a different way that you're not going to remember. Because it's a new le- new lethargy uh-huh. that you're going to have for, like, I don't know, probably a month on vegetarianism. Right. But your body's getting rid of a bunch of stuff, and mm-hmm. it's reconfiguring what it's consuming and how much it wants to consume. Yeah. So just, like, be ready for that and have, like snack foods like almonds and nuts yes. and stuff like that.
1: Nuts, uh bananas, avocados will be your salvation. Try not to lean on the bread and the cheese too much cuz that's yeah. what anytime I've tried any kind of stretch of, of vegetarianism, I will I will eat pizza, I will yeah. eat like crackers I'm and cheese, cheese all the time. I love yeah. cheese so much. Yeah. So.
2: it's so bad for you. Uh, <laughs> but Steve
3: Steve AG is on like a diet and he like the he keto he diet and he, and he talked to us about it and he was like the beginning of it was Oh so yeah, it's rough where he where he was like explaining his struggles just to interact with like daily community oh mm-hmm. yeah it's
2: super it's it's wild his, how much food affects your
1: his everything. cravings for sugar yeah we're his just cra- yeah, like he was, he was sugar he was like is so he was like tripping
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 there's a really great freakonomics episode about sugar that like i feel like everyone should listen to oh, that god. like god i'm afraid um, to listen you to you know it. there's so yeah. much regulation that has happened around alcohol that like um you know like getting it out away from kids and stuff that, that it affect the, the effectiveness has been really good in the past like 30 years, uh-huh. but there are more like the effects of alcoholism, like a physical bodily harm that it does to you have, has risen in children because they're eating wow. so much sugar Amazing. and it has the same like harmful effects on your, it basically is killing your liver. Oh wow. Oh, wow. Like
3: soda
1: is killing I'll, your I'll liver. I'll see yeah. if I can
3: find this and I'll put it in the, like yeah. the info section of to this podcast. I'll
1: be that cool. Episode. Cool. Okay.
2: Yeah. Oh wow. Amazing. <laughs>
1: well, glad we finally got to you, Chris. I'm sorry it took yeah. so long.
2: But it's gonna I mean, all, we're saying all this stuff. It's also like really fun. Cool. <laughs> like vegetarianism is great. Like I said, I feel like a different I, I don't know. I'm a different person than people who eat meat. So, it's mm-hmm. like just an interesting thing about me and then you meet other vegetarians and it's cool. Yes. And uh yeah, I don't know. I'm proud of it
1: happy about it yeah well that's awesome uh well thank you for being on the on the podcast thanks Rhea. for having me matt uh, it's so great where can we it's great to see you yeah again. it's great it's been to see long. my friend uh where, where can people find out where you're going to be in in their town
2: um all my live dates are on my website which is just my name r-h-e-a-b-u-t-c-h-e-r and then uh also posting about those things on twitter and instagram which are also my name mm-hmm. um and you can also i have a podcast two podcasts actually i've put your hands together which is uh First uh, live stand-up podcast show and also my baseball podcast called Three Swings, which is going to come back in full swing for the full season. You know, the baseball season's coming up, but there are off-season episodes that are coming out all the time, so check that out. And it's not just about baseball. I talk about other stuff. And I'm really good at talking about baseball.
1: There you go. So (laughs)
2: it's a lot of fun to listen to. Fun.
1: Uh, If you want to call in anybody, that's 323-763-0228. Our uh, Patreon is at Advice from a Dipshit. Throw us a couple bucks. Keep the podcast going. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Please tell your friends. uh, Rate and review the podcast. All that jazz. We're uh, at Advice from a Dipshit on... um, facebook at dipshit advice on twitter theme song is by the lovely ben wise please subscribe and write a fun review and uh thanks to amanda and thanks to everybody calling Yay. in and big shout out to chris for uh, his patience yeah yeah and, chris and thanks for all the people watching we'll fix uh, the Instagram calling thing
3: live. we're trying to figure out how to do video. this is uh,
1: a first time thing for us so yeah so yeah all we'll,
3: right we'll get better we'll get well, it gets better
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> advice from a dipshit
1: advice from a dipshit advice from a dipshit it's advice from a dipshit with Matt Frogger
2: what up hey. and the queen amanda hello and welcome i am a champion
1: you really are a champion yeah yeah you're team one
2: but yeah i'm a literal a i'm a literal champion yes lit- but team one <laughs> <A little. laughs> for once in my goddamn life nice
1: <laughs> But you've always been a champion to me. Oh, so. thank you, Matt. Sure, buddy. Aww. Yes. Gilly.
2: Champy. Uh,
1: I can't hear myself, but it doesn't matter to me. So, All right. This...
3: Are you sure? Okay, because I got your levels. Or Okay.
1: It's always like a turn here. There. Hmm. Bear, got it. It's mm-hmm. always just the dumbest Like if you twist it slightly Yeah, yeah the split you know, Oh is electronics. electronics I
2: replaced the cable To my exact same headphones And it changed everything Really? Yeah you can get it one On the evil website Amazon for like 10 bucks Okay
1: Then I'll, I'll check in With Dr. Evil And get yeah. it Okay let me know When we're ready to go
2: Alright
3: Classic pause And then we're ready